Section 4 of Selections of the History of the Franks. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Selections of the History of the Franks by Gregory of Tours. Translated by Ernest Brehalt. Book number 3. Chapters 1 through 14. In Christ's name, here begins the third book. I wish, if it is agreeable, to make a brief comparison of the successes that have come to Christians who confess the Blessed Trinity, and the ruin which has come to heretics who have tried to destroy the same. Let us omit how Abraham worshipped the Trinity at the Oak, and Jacob preached it in his blessing and moses recognized it in the bush and the people followed it in the cloud and dreaded the same in the mountain and how aaron carried it on his breastplate or how david made it known in the psalms praying to be made new by a right spirit and that the holy spirit should not be taken from him and that he be comforted by the chief spirit and for my part i consider it a great mystery namely that the voice of the prophet proclaimed as the chief spirit that which the heretics assert to be the lesser but passing over these as we have said let us return to our times for arius who was the first wicked inventor of this wicked sect was subjected to infernal fires after he had lost his entrails in the privy but Hilarius, the blessed defender of the undivided trinity, though sent into exile for its sake, was restored both to his native land and to paradise. King Clovis confessed it, and crushed the heretics by its aid, and extended his kingdom over all the Gauls. Alaric, on the other hand, who denied it, was deprived of kingdom and people, and what is more, of eternal life itself and to true believers even if through the plots of the enemy they lose something the lord restores it a hundredfold but heretics do not gain any advantage but what they seem to have is taken from them this is proved by the deaths of Gorogiso, gundobad and Goromar, who at the same time lost their country and their souls but we confess one god invisible infinite incomprehensible glorious always the same and everlasting one in trinity in respect to the number of persons that is the father the son and the holy spirit we confess him also triple in unity in respect to equality of substance deity omnipotence or power the one greatest omnipotent god ruling for eternal centuries one now on the death of king clovis his four sons namely theodoric clodomer childebert and clothar received his kingdom and divided it among them in equal parts theodoric had already at that time a handsome and valiant son named theodobert and since they were very brave and had abundant strength in their army amalaric son of alaric king of spain asked for their sister in marriage and they kindly granted his request and sent her into the spanish country with a great quantity of beautiful things 
two quintianus ex-bishop of rhodez is rewarded for his faithfulness to the franks by being made bishop of clermont three the danes plunder the coast of theodoric's kingdom four hermemfred becomes sole king of the thuringi by theodoric's help five now on gundabad's death his son sigismund held his kingdom and he built with great skill the monastery at st maurice with its dwellings and churches and losing his first wife the daughter of theodoric king of italy he married another and she began to malign his son bitterly and make charges against him as is the custom of stepmothers from this it came about that on a day of ceremonial when the boy recognized his mother's dress on her he was filled with anger and said to her you are not worthy to have on your back those garments which are known to have belonged to your mistress that is my mother and she was set on fire with rage and she stirred her husband up with crafty words saying the wicked boy wishes to possess your kingdom and he plans when you are killed to extend it as far as italy forsooth that he may proclaim the kingdom which his grandfather theodoric held in italy for he knows that while you live he cannot accomplish this and unless you fall he will not rise sigismund was aroused by these words and taking the advice of his wicked wife he became a wicked parricide for when his son had been made drowsy by wine he bade him sleep in the afternoon and while he slept a napkin was placed under his neck and tied under his chin and he was strangled by two servants who drew in opposite directions when it was done the father repented too late and falling on the lifeless corpse began to weep most bitterly and a certain old man is reported to have spoken to him in these words henceforth wail for yourself said he that you have become a most cruel parricide through base counsel for there is no need to wail for this innocent boy who has been strangled nevertheless he went off to the holy saint maurice and spending many days in weeping and fasting he prayed for pardon after establishing there a perpetual service of song he returned to lyons the divine vengeance attending on his footsteps king theodoric had married his daughter six queen clotilda spoke to clodomar and her other sons saying let me not repent dearest sons that i have nursed you lovingly be angry i beg you at the insult to me and avenge with a wise zeal the death of my father and mother they heeded this and they hastened to the burgundies and marched against sigismund and his brother godemar their army was completely routed and godemar fled but sigismund was taken by clodomer when he was endeavouring to make his escape to the holy saint maurice and led away captive with his wife and sons and was placed under guard and kept prisoner in the territory of the city of orleans when the kings departed godemar recovered his courage and gathered the burgundians and gained his kingdom back and clodomer was making preparations to march against him a second time and determined to kill sigismund 
and the blessed abbot avitus a great priest of that time said to him if said he you would look to god and amend your counsel so as not to allow these men to be killed god will be with you and you shall go and win the victory but if you kill them you shall be surrendered yourself into the hands of your enemies and shall perish in the same way and what you do to sigismund and his wife and children shall be done to you and your wife and sons but he despised listening to this counsel and said i think it is foolish advice to leave enemies at home and march against the rest and when the former rise up in the rear and the latter in front i shall fall between two armies the victory will be won better and more easily if one is separated from the other if one is slain it will be possible to doom the others to death easily he gave orders to slay sigismund at once with his wife and children by casting them into a well in the village columna of the city orleans and hastened to the burgundies summoning to his aid king theodoric and the latter promised to go not caring to avenge the wrong done to his father-in-law and when they met near visarontia a place of the city of vienne they fought with godemar and when godemar had fled with his army and clodomer was pursuing and was separated a considerable distance from his men the others imitating his rallying cry called to him saying this way come this way we are your men and he believed it and went and fell into the midst of his enemies and cutting off his head and setting it on a spike they raised it aloft the franks saw this and perceived that clodomer was dead and rallying they put godemar to flight and crushed the burgundians and reduced their country to subjection and clothar immediately married his brother's wife gunthuka by name and queen clotilda after the period of mourning was passed took his sons and kept them and one of these was called theobald a second gunther a third clodovald godemar recovered his kingdom a second time seven afterward theodoric remembering the wrongs done by hermenfred king of the thuringi called his brother clothar to his aid and prepared to march against him promising that a share of the plunder should be given to king clothar if by god's help the gift of victory should come to them so he called the franks together and said to them be angry i beg you both because of my wrong and because of the death of your kinsmen and recollect that the thuringi once made a violent attack upon our kinsmen and inflicted much harm on them and they gave hostages and were willing to conclude peace with them but the thuringi slew the hostages with various tortures and made an attack upon our kinsmen took away all their property and hung youths by the sinews of their thighs to trees and cruelly killed more than two hundred maidens tying them by their arms to the necks of horses which they then headed in opposite directions and being started by a very sharp goad tore the maidens to pieces and others were stretched out upon the city streets and stakes were planted in the ground 
and they caused loaded wagons to pass over them and having broken their bones they gave them to dogs and birds for food and now hermanfred has deceived me in what he promised and refuses to perform it at all behold we have a plain word let us go with god's aid against them they heard this and were angry at such a wrong and with heart and mind they attacked thuringia and theodoric took his brother clothar and his son theodobert to help him and went with his army and the thuringi prepared stratagems against the coming of the franks for they dug pits in the plain where the fight was to take place and covering the openings with thick turf they made it seem a level plain so when they began to fight many of the frankish horsemen fell into these pits and it was a great obstacle to them but when this stratagem was perceived they began to be on their guard when finally the thuringi saw that they were being fiercely cut to pieces and when their king hermanfred had taken flight they turned their backs and came to the stream unstert and there such a slaughter of the thuringi took place that the bed of the stream was filled with heaps of corpses and the franks crossed upon them as if on a bridge to the further shore the victory being won they took possession of that country and brought it under their control and clothar went back taking with him as a captive radegunda daughter of king berthar and he married her and her brother he afterwards killed unjustly by the hands of wicked men she also turned to god changing her garments and built a monastery for herself in the city of poitiers and being remarkable for prayer fasting and charity she attained such fame that she was considered great by the people and when the kings who have been mentioned were still in thuringia theodoric wished to kill his own brother clothar and preparing armed men secretly he summoned him on the pretext that he wished to consult him privately and stretching a cloth tent in one part of the house from one wall to the other he ordered the armed men to stand behind it and since the cloth was somewhat short the feet of the armed men were in full sight clothar learned of this and came into the house with his men armed also and theodoric perceived that he had learned of these things and he made a pretense and talked of one thing after another finally not knowing how to put a good appearance on his stratagem he gave him as a favor a great silver dish and clothar said good-bye and thanked him for the gift and returned to his place of encampment but theodoric complained to his people that he had lost his dish for no evident reason and he said to his son theodobert go to your uncle and ask him to give you of his own free will the gift i gave him he went and got what he asked for in such stratagems theodoric was very skilful eight he returned to his own country and urged hermanfred to come to him boldly pledging his faith and he enriched him with honourable gifts it happened however when they were talking one day on the walls of the city of tolbiac that hermanfred was pushed by some one or other and fell from the height of the wall to the ground and there died 
but we do not know who cast him down from there many however assert that a stratagem of theodoric was plainly revealed in this nine king childebert takes possession of alverna on the false report of theodoric's death ten he leaves alverna and makes an expedition into spain to avenge the ill-treatment of his sister clothchild by her husband alameric eleven through thirteen king theodoric takes vengeance on the people of alverna for receiving childebert fourteen now munderic who asserted that he was a kinsman of the king was puffed up with pride and said what have i to do with king theodoric for the throne of the kingdom is as much my due as his i shall go out and gather my people and exact an oath from them that theodoric may know that i am king just as much as he and he went out and began to lead the people astray saying i am a chief follow me and it will be well with you a multitude of country people followed him as one might expect from the frailty of mankind taking the oath of fidelity and honoring him as a king and when theodoric found this out he sent a command to him saying come to see me and if any share of my kingdom is due you take it now theodoric said this deceitfully thinking that he would kill him when he came but the other was unwilling and said go bear back word to your king that i am king just as he is then the king gave orders to set his army in motion in order to crush him by force and punish him and he learned this and not being strong enough to defend himself he hastened to the walls of the stronghold of vitry and strove to fortify himself in it with all his property gathering together those whom he had led astray now the army got under way and surrounded the stronghold and besieged it for seven days and munderic resisted with his people saying let us make a brave stand and fight together even to death and not submit to the enemy and when the army kept hurling javelins against them on every side and accomplishing nothing they reported this to the king and he sent for a certain one of his people named argesilus and said to him you see said he what this traitor is able to do in his arrogance go and swear an oath to him that he shall go forth safe and when he has come forth kill him and blot out his memory from our kingdom he went away and did as he had been ordered he had however first given a sign to the people saying when i speak words thus and so rush upon him immediately and kill him now ergeisilus went in and said to munderic how long will you sit here like one without sense you will not be able to resist the king long will you behold your food has been cut off when hunger overcomes you you shall come forth whether or no and surrender yourself into the hands of the enemy and you will die like a dog listen rather to my advice and submit to the king that you may be able to live you and your sons the other disheartened by these words said if i go out i shall be seized by the king and slain 
both i and my sons and all my friends who are gathered with me and argesilaus said to him do not be afraid but if you decide to go forth receive my oath as to your crime and stand securely before the king do not be afraid you shall be on the same terms with him as you were before to this munderic answered i wish i were sure i shall not be killed then argesilaus put his hands on the holy altar and swore to him that he should go out safely so when the oath had been taken munderic went out from the gate of the stronghold holding argesilaus's hand and the people gazed at him from a distance then as a sign argesilaus said why do you gaze so intently o people did you never see munderic before and at once the people rushed upon him but he understood and said i see plainly that by these words you gave a sign to these people to kill me but i tell you who have deceived me by perjury no one shall ever see you alive again and he drove his lance into his back and thrust it through him and he fell and died then munderic unsheathed his sword and with his followers made great slaughter of the people and until he died did not shrink back from any one he could reach and after he had been slain his property was added to the treasury end of section four